Blog Talk Radio. The great city playboy. They're always. Oh! My bad. The great city playboy. They're always around to help build your hope up. Then help drag you down They'll leave you with nothing Worth singing about So now you're in And now you won't bag out Oh, Jesus Christ Oh, for fuck's sake Oh, God Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, it is Thursday, May 3rd, 2018. This is Blazing Ride Backstage. It's hot as a billy goat out there. And uh, I would like to welcome the Skip to my church, the Ann to my Nyberg, the Keith to my Koontz, the Jeff to my Fox, the Doctor to my Mel, the Janet to my Peckinpah, the Sade to my Batterinois, Mr. Jonathan Weeks, Mr. Jonathan Weeks, how are you, man? Good, man. How you doing, man? Responded with. 
What'd you say? Get the hell out of here. I haven't re- <laughs> I haven't responded. I still have Good. It. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> but I just Googled Adam Duritz's uh, criminal record, and, and nothing's coming up, man. So I, I think you're just saying it. You're being racialist against the because of the dreads. I think I was I was stereotyping against the dreads. I think. Uh, yeah. Have you sent Andrew a uh, gift for his wedding or no good? I, I think no, man. I never daily. get wedding. I never get wedding gifts for anyone. <laughs> I haven't done it, man. I've I done it. I, I feel bad. Yeah, I've done it like two or three times where I've gotten a gift, and. Uh, so that reminds me, I have these two weddings coming up that uh, I do not want to uh, uh, oh give gifts for. Oh, my God, you have two more weddings? Yeah, well, uh, Fondulis's wedding uh, is oh. this month in Massachusetts. And then Selvig's wedding is um, in Cleveland in July. Oh, my, two big, those are big weddings. Both of them are both big weddings. Jeez. Oh, How much. do you know? How do you how do you know they're big? I know I know I know those you know, those guys those names pop up every once in a while. I mean those uh, you know you're the big they're big, big friends of yours. Uh, you know this is uh, two big weddings here. Oh my god! Yeah, I guess you're right. I, I yeah, I thought, you. I thought you meant thought you meant because they're popular, which I guess they guess they are. They probably are going to be big weddings. Anyway, anyway, I need to talk oh. to you about something that happened the other night. Um, I, uh, okay. I went on a, so I, I, it's very rare that I'll go on a date at all, uh, anymore. And, um, you know, I'll, you know, I'll go and then I'll bang someone, but I won't go on a date. And, uh, I, uh, <laughs> went on a date with this okay Cupid guy the other night and, uh, I met him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I walked all, I walked all the way from work to Columbus circle. It took a half hour cause of all the human traffic along the way. I don't mean that like a sex trade thing. I mean, there's just a lot of people walking. Uh, So a lot of human trafficking. And I got up to Columbus Circle, and um, I met him in the fountain area or the circle area, whatever the hell it is. And and it seemed to me that we were hitting it off pretty well, although he was, like, really flaming, which uh, I I don't know that that's my um, preference for a personality. But um, Mm -hmm. it seemed like he seemed like he was into me and uh i and we had kind of planned to go to a a, a cafe or something to eat and i wasn't really right. hungry at this point we'd ar- we'd already been in in the fountain area for uh an hour so i just said um you know i kind of have to pick up this suit at bloomingdale's and i kind of thought it would be maybe a a, a a cute but weird kind of thing if that was like a first date kind of story is you know he he came in and uh i tried on a suit for him um, so right. I, uh, so unfortunately he agreed to come to Bloomingdale's and he, although I said, you know, I'm totally cool with going to the cafe or whatever. And, uh, and we went and, um, uh, it was, there was a lot, I, I was hoping it would just be a quick jaunt, but instead it was a whole lot of waiting around. Uh, and, um, basically I had to be, you know, with the tailor and all these, the, the alterer and all these people. Uh, who were working on me, and he was kind of just standing there for a while. And uh, I kept on trying to go over and, and start conversation with him, but um, uh, I felt bad because it had totally derailed the date because also the people at Bloomingdale's had no fucking clue what they were doing. They started, they, they were like, okay, we're going to return this for you, and then you're going to purchase it again. And I said, why are you going to return the suit that I'm buying? It's the same exact, because it was the mm-hmm. same exact suit. 
the same, not even a different uh, blazer or pants or anything. It was the same thing. So um, I said, why are you doing that? And they said, oh, because you'll get more points this way because we have a pre-sale coming up. I said, I got it on a PowerPoint thing. And they were like, oh, okay. Uh, uh, and the manager was like, you can't spend it. You can't undo it. And so now I think that they took away my, like, $350 gift card that I got from getting the suit. So I, and I won't know until six. I won't know until 60 days from now. Um, so, uh, oh, oh, and then they start charging me for, for alterations. And I go, I thought these were free. And they said, oh, yes, the $30 is free, but the other $250 you got to pay for. I already spent the oh fortune on the suit. God. And I spent more on the alterations, which I thought were free. They were all over the place. Nobody knew what the hell they were doing. Um, and mm-hmm. this guy was just standing there. And I'm wondering, like, why isn't he – or I didn't even really wonder this till today, but why why didn't he go around and start looking at shit and, you know, looking at clothes and whatnot while we were there? But um, right. eventually, uh, oh, it was also awkward because there was one moment when I tried on the suit, and the dressing room was very large, so I was like, yo, come here, um, so he could see how it fit or whatever. And he goes, uh, I'm, I'm good. And I was like, come here. And he said, uh, I'm good. And I said, oh, okay. And I came out instead, and I thought that, that was super awkward. And I told him, like, I right. didn't mean to uh, pressure you into coming to the dressing room. It was just uh, uh, I was I really just only wanted you to see uh, whether the suit fit. And um, he said that he got he gets very claustrophobic or something. I don't fucking know. But I was like, okay, it's a big room, but all right. Um, and uh, at the so uh, bear in mind that prior to. Um, prior to the date being totally derailed by this trip, he had told me that he had gotten um, stitches the night before because he, and he showed me his finger and it had stitches in it and like dried blood in the fingernail because he had cut himself. He had cut himself working his part-time job at Whole Foods, um, cut himself with a knife while washing dishes. So, uh, so, so, and you know what's weird is he works in domestic violence prevention, so, like, as his full-time job, so it's a little, it's a little, it's a little weird that he couldn't oh, yeah. prevent violence against himself, uh, that, because that's some, got to be some form of domestic violence. So then, uh, I, um, uh, uh, eventually, he said that his finger, oh, he also didn't want to go clean his finger in the public bathroom at Bloomingdale's, because um, public bathrooms creep him out or whatever and uh said, okay and and we had really like opened up to each other uh so since we had opened up to each other and seemed to be getting on i didn't think that this bloomingdale's trip was going to totally uh ruin everything but uh he said right. at a certain point that he's going to go home and he'll go home and clean his finger and i said okay no problem because they were still i was still arguing with the people at bloomingdale's and you know politely but um they were all over the place and uh and so he says he's going, and I hugged him goodbye, and he said, uh, I'll message you later. I said, what? He said, I'll message you later. He said it, like, really weirdly, and I didn't believe it. And um, But I still didn't think that it was, like, that huge a deal what had happened. And um, then, of course, I was done with the whole uh, terror attack at Bloomingdale's about three minutes after he walked out. So then I ran to the train to try and catch him, um, and I'm trying to look for him on the train platform, but... As I'm running to the train, I open up OKCupid, and uh, his messages are no longer there. He he blocked me, so I had so he blocked oh, me immediately. Gosh. Yeah, 
and I had no way to reach him. So then when I got to the train platform, I was like, I was angry and I was confused. So I was really trying to find it, but I couldn't find him. Um, and, oh, another thing I had early, when we were walking from the circle to, to Bloomingdale's, I had told him the Frank Dingo story that Vinny and I uh, played out for you last week. And he, he really didn't, he really didn't appreciate it and, um, and, and stuff, which I should have maybe seen as a sign. So uh, right. anyway, um, in the end, uh, uh, he blocked me, made me feel like a total asshole. And then I found myself sitting on the subway thinking like, wait a minute. Like I opened up to him about real personal shit as he did me. And he blocked me because of this fucking Bloomingdale thing. So, uh, then I, I told people about it. So most people are like, you know, you did nothing wrong. It didn't go as it, as it, you know, it didn't go in an ideal way, but it, it's, uh, it's, uh, not your fault. And then like B Marsh, when I tell him, he goes, yeah, that's block material for sure. And I said, uh, it's worthy for blocking me from, from that. And he said, he said, listen, man, I don't agree with it, but never open up on a, you know, uh, open up on a first date. And I said, but he did the exact same thing. So yeah. Okay. Thanks. B Marsh. I'm the one who gets, who deserves the blocking anyway, uh, fucking waste of time and a miserable experience went horribly awry. What do you think of this whole thing? Yes, this is why I don't date. There are other reasons, but uh, uh, this sounds terrible. <laughs> and uh, you know, the Blo- the Bloomingdale's is awful, completely awful. I mean, uh, uh, oh, it's just so bad. This guy just doesn't sound right at all. I, I, were there any redeeming qualities about this person? I mean, uh, first of all, you don't like his personality. You know, uh, you said you don't like the the flaming personality, but you also this guy doesn't seem like he opens <laughs> up at all either. So I mean, this doesn't sound like a good person either way because. Uh, not only do they hold things up, but they're also not, they, they have the trouble getting close to people. That's what it shows me. Uh, and this fellow is really kind of a jerk. I mean, he just right away blocks you. I mean, to me, that, that honestly yeah. is kind of uh, jerk, jerk materials. And secondly, terrible person. Thirdly, Bloomingdale, yeah. terrible place. Terrible day overall. Uh, you know, this is bad. <laughs> but but uh, this, this, <laughs> but. <laughs> But I'm the one no who good? suggested the Bloomingdale. I'm the one who suggested Bloomingdale's and and had us go over there. So you're saying it's my fault? No, I mean uh, it could have went well. Uh, it just sounded like a bad experience with him there because he, this is a yeah. uh, almost the, the you know because you didn't know his personality truly and now you know it. So I think actually it, for all intents and purposes, it was probably great that this happened because you don't have to deal with this guy again. Uh, but you know I could <laughs> see how it, it could go very well on a certain date. Well, this guy is just terrible. I mean, uh, he's not somebody you can get close to. So going to a, a Bloomingdale's, which would entail people getting close to each other a little bit, this guy just sounds like he's an escape artist. And uh, I don't know about this uh, knife thing. This is this is something else. What do you do? Get like, into a knife fight with somebody? This guy's very strange. He's very shady. Uh, this is terrible. Terrible. <laughs> I, I think the Bloomingdale idea is good. The store, terrible. <laughs> but uh, and and this fellow even worse. Uh, you know what a and uh, you know you can't you can't blame yourself for that one. This guy just sounds bad all around. Terrible day. Terrible. He he didn't get in a, a, a knife fight. He got in a um he got in a fight between a knife and himself at uh, Whole Foods. <laughs> B-Marsh doesn't know what he's talking about. What you, I think he's just trying to piss you off. I don't I don't know. I don't know. B-Marsh is too much. He's just too much. This guy just sounds like somebody you can't open up to. 
opening up to me. He was opening up. So I don't understand. Like, I was just reciprocating what he was doing. I don't understand why that makes me the one, you know, who's the weird one here. You know what I mean? Because he's selfish. This guy, yeah, this guy's selfish, and uh, obviously you're not. And uh, uh, terrible person. I mean, this is great that it happened. So you don't have to deal with this guy again. Good. Forget about <laughs> it. Terrible. Terrible kid. I got it. You know, I, my friend Sherry, the same one who wrote that uh, email about fingering to the landlord, um, she she had the the line of the night uh, when I was complaining about people about this story uh, via text, and I I had texted her about it, and she was saying that uh, the Bloomingdale's thing sounds like a, a a nightmare and whatever, and then um and then we keep talking, and at the end of it, she goes. <laughs> She goes, oh, well, I guess maybe next time go to Macy's, lol. And I I, uh, I, I gave her a standing ovation. It was amazing. That is a common right, I got to say. I mean, actually, I, I find the, the going to this department store kind of idea kind of romantic in some ways. I mean, you know, when I heard, when I heard that, I was like, yeah, it sounds like uh, that, that movie uh, Mannequin. You know that movie Mannequin? I, I was like, whoa, wait a minute, this guy's going uh, '80s style romance on this. This is good. This can work out well. But this guy is just awful. I don't know. Awful. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I vaguely remember Mannequin, but it sounds like it. It was awful. <laughs> it is awful movie. Terrible concept. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that I should. Uh, I, I, you know, if I ever find this, if I ever find this guy again, I should probably send Frank Dingo after him because you don't fuck with Frank Dingo. Absolutely, I think you got to do it, uh, do it to him. I think there'll be an even better story to, to, to do to this guy. I think this guy would go nuts. He, he wouldn't be able to handle it, Frank Dingo. Let's go Dingo on him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Francis P. Dingo Esquire at your service. <laughs> Uh, what about you, man? What's going on with you? Not much with me at all. I, um, I'm taking the next week off. I'm going back to uh, Hamden, going back to Elm, Connecticut, and uh, just chilling. I'm excited about that for a little bit and getting out of work and getting out of this place. Um, what else? It's about it. I, I, nothing exciting around here at all. Uh, just consumed by work most of the time and uh, boring as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you... Uh... So why 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 are you why are you just going? If you had the whole week off, why aren't you going on a nice uh, vacation somewhere? Clear your mind. You're gonna go home. You're gonna be working on houses and doing a bunch of crazy shit. Yeah, there. you're right. No, you're right. You're right. Actually, my my uh, <laughs> you know I told my uh, mother about it. She sent me a text message. She said I already bought a uh, uh, an exterior like tub. I gotta install. I don't even know how to do that, man. I don't. You know. Uh, you know. You're right. Absolutely. Absolutely correct. I, I keep thinking that, right? You know, I want to take a week and do something. I just, uh, I, I, I can't stand myself. I don't think I want to go out and do do things with myself. I mean, it's just there. <laughs> I think I'd be bored of myself. That that's how terrible it would be. Um, if, I, if I went to like, uh, you know, went overseas uh, by myself, I'd be like, what am I doing here? What am I doing? What am I doing? Can't stand myself. Got to get out of here. Got to come back. Got to go back. It, it, I don't know. It's terrible. It's always like this uh, dilemma. Uh, um, well, you, I don't know if you know it or not, but you just started singing a song from In the Heights. You were like, what am I doing? What am I doing? It takes most of that cash just to save my ass from financial ruin. Sonny can keep the coffee ruin. I'll spend a few on you because the only room with the view is a room with you in it. Which is an amazing line. 
Um, you got it, man. So, uh, well, you know, you know, I understand what you mean, um, but uh, I don't know, man. People like you and me were always being pulled and and uh, twisted yeah. and turned and at, at the at the beck and call of everyone else. So that's why it was it was very nice when I went to England last year to. You know, because it was all in my own yeah. terms, and I was, you know, not with anyone, so it was, it was all in my own terms, and uh, uh, got that Gitalele sign. That's what you got to do. You got to go buy a Gitalele, which uh, <laughs> you got to learn what it is first, and then you got to learn how to play it, and then you got to, you got to, and then you got to go to Manchester, England, and get AJR to sign it. <laughs> no, I, I agree, man. I gotta, I gotta do something on my own for myself. Uh, get out of for a bit. Just kind of discover the world a little bit, you know, because, uh, yeah, I always go back to the familiar. That's kind of what, what I do. I do what's kind of safe and by habit. So, um, you know, I, I agree with you. Next time I take a vacation, I'm, go, I'm getting out. I'm getting out of Dodge, man. I'm, I, I, don't, I don't know where I'll go. Uh, it'll be someplace. I'm just going to throw a, a dart on a map. That's what I'll do. I, I, let me tell you, I have a very strange desire. I don't know why. You know, when people are like, where, where where can you go in the world? Where would you like to go in the world? I always say Mongolia. I, I don't know why. I would like to go to Mongolia, <laughs> go out into the desert and just get lost and completely lost like with myself and see if I could get back at all or not come back. Who knows? <laughs> I'd like to do that one day. That's like my dream. Seriously. I don't, I don't know what it is or why it is, but I think that'd be pretty cool. I might do that one day. <laughs> if I if I remember uh, if, if I'm ever not lazy enough, I'm too lazy. That's the problem. Too lazy to do it. Very lazy. Very lazy. <laughs> it, it sounds like you want to go. Uh, <laughs> you want to go to the middle of the desert and and uh, and and kill yourself with dehydration and, and <laughs> yeah, you won't know where you are. And I mean that that doesn't sound like an ideal vacation to me. And uh, why no, Mongolia? Is it because. Is it because Pete, the bartender, called you and Jesus the Mongoloid Brothers? <laughs> I think that's not something to do with it. Ever since Pete, ever since Pete said that to us, he said, "What do you call us? The Mongoloid Brothers, right?" Or something. He said, "You Mongoloid uh, bless yeah. you." Uh, ever since he said that, I've always kind of been curious about my uh, ancestry. Now I want to get out there and see whether these Mongoloids were real. Uh-huh. In a triangulation, this guy knows what he's talking about. This piece. He knows what he's talking about. He does. He's got okay. the triangulation and the geometric expansion. And, you know, I often find myself thinking it is all about geometric expansion. Everything is. He's is. right about that. It is. And uh, it is. you got it is. your intonation, tonality, and phraseology. you got your magnitudius, illuminus. You have a moment of clarity, a birthing moment, an epiphanotic given. I only, if I'm waxing broetic to any of my uh, friends or colleagues, I will always yes. say stuff in Pete's vernacular. So I will always say, like, oh, I had, um, I had, I'll, first I'll say I had uh, an epiphanotic given about you, and then I'll tell the person that, and they'll get upset with, they'll get upset with me and themselves. And then, a, and then a day later, what I'll do is I'll say, I had a moment of clarity about my epiphanotic given, and then, and then it'll all be better. But I do that quite often, and it's all with Pete terminology. Yeah, you've got to meet Pete. He's an amazing individual. He not only speaks well, but he's probably the brightest man I've ever met. And he works at a bowling alley 
Uh, one, probably one of the best bowling alleys <laughs> I've ever gone to. I mean, and I, you know, that was a great experience. I mean, that was probably the only highlight of that bachelor party. That was for Jesus' bachelor party, I believe. And uh, everything yeah. else was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, terrible uh, bachelor parties and stuff, um, I do have a little plug. Let's see. I have a little plug here for a show I'm doing a week from tonight. So uh, this is uh, this is going to be um, uh, another No You Tell It show. No, you tell it where you swap stories, and uh, I, I think, I don't know if uh, I sent it to you or not, but um, uh, the first time I did this, my uh, friend Valerie read the story about uh, Bryce in L.A. Did you ever hear that? I've, I heard this. I, I saw this. You sent this to me. Yeah, this is very good, actually. So then I did it uh, two more times with the same story, and this is the first time I'm doing a different story. Um, and it'll be next week. Uh, and I don't, I actually don't know who's telling my story. I don't know whose story I'm telling yet. We won't know until next week, but, um, the, uh, uh, the information is it'll be at the Astoria bookshop in Astoria, Queens on May 10th. So a week from tonight Ooh. at six thirty. Oh, for a night of switched up stories about May days. May days means uh, that's the, that's the theme. The theme of this is May days. Uh, of the heart, the soul, and the morning after. And then, um, of course, it's uh, com and uh, the Know You Tell It uh, Facebook page. Uh, but um, what I initially, I immediately thought, because I had been talking to this girl who is a writer who runs this uh, program, um, she, she took me to see Love, Simon, uh, which I loved every second of. Uh, have you heard of this movie? Mm-hmm. No, I have not, no. Okay, well, it's like it's it's a, a yeah, it's amazing. So, um, so she took me to see Love Simon, and then um, and then, uh, but I was talking to her before the movie about how I took that trip to the Berkshires to try and work on um, Always a Groomsman and stuff. And so at the end of it, she asked me, you know, if I wanted to do the show again. She said that I I could. Uh, she said the theme is May Day, you know, but that could be anything you want. And if you're uh, uh, you know, you want to use something that you're working on. Um, so then immediately I thought of May, May 13th, um, 2017, which was the night that I contracted rabies. No, I didn't contract rabies, but that's the night that I got the dog bite. So, so I am going to have that story told. So I do not know if I am, if once this is out in the public domain, I don't know that I will keep friendships with either that bride or that group. I um, I definitely changed their names in the story, but I didn't change the date. I didn't change anybody else's name. I only changed their two names, and uh, I think it might be uh, problematic. And what's weird about it is that that girl has been um, messaging me this. The bride's been messaging me this week, asking if I want to go to something or whatever, and, and I have not uh, uh, messaged her back either. <laughs> uh, first of all, it's going to be a great story. Secondly, I think it's going to go very well. Thirdly, I, I wish I was there to see this. I mean, this would be great. I, uh, I, I, first of all, you're, you're a good writer. You're a great writer. and You're very humorous, and this is a great story to tell, I think. So, And forget about your friendships. Come on. Don't worry about them. 
you know, I mean, the, the, the people get over it, or secondly, if they're, they're not going to get over it, I mean, you know, it's not that rude. I think it's more humor than anything else, but it, it, is, it, may, it may ruin some friendships. It will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it will, yeah. And I'll just give you a little snippet. I, I don't I don't know if I'm allowed to do well. Yeah, I guess I'm allowed to do it because it's mine. But, uh, but I'll just give you a little snippet of where I think the friendship uh, might not survive. So, okay. uh, again, again, the names have been changed to protect the people who ruin my life. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> Emily. Emily. I, I seem to use that name Emily a lot when I'm making up names. Anyway. Emily was happy I was coming to, I was coming to her wedding, but I wasn't initially sure why I was even invited. We had a lot of mutual friends who were much closer to her than I was. They weren't invited. Emily and I barely hung out. She graduated a year she graduated Syracuse a year before I did. We weren't particularly close when we both lived in Los Angeles, and we now had the fact that I was in Brooklyn and she was in the faraway galaxy of Astoria to contribute to our lack of camaraderie. We mostly ran into each other at mutual friends' parties or weddings. I found out at her engagement party the reason I was invited and our mutual friends were not was because I had not slept with her while most of my friends had. (laughs) She didn't want to invite anyone to the wedding with whom she had been physically intimate, which greatly narrowed the field of potential attendees. The exception to this rule was our friend who had had sex with both the bride and groom at different times. Then it was okay. I should have I should have slept with Emily in college or maybe when she had sex with my two other roommates on back-to-back nights when we lived in LA. So that's that's a little taste I'll give for you there. I love it. I love it already. It's got me laughing. I, I think this is great. And, and that's just the beginning of it. I mean, that's, you have, you know, you, when you told me the story, I was dying. So, I mean, this is, this is great. I love it. You write very well and you set it up uh, very well as well. You set the tone too. So uh, I think it's going to be a big hit. I can't wait for it. Um, but yeah, you'll lose some friends. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just to clarify, that is not the very start of it, and uh, it's you know, but it is towards the beginning, but it's not the very start of it. Um, oh, okay. I yeah. Want the so there is a yeah. There's a bit more exposition. Let's see. Where is the wizard? I feel like the wizard has Where not gotten the to the queue yet. Yeah, Tom Fogarty. Tom, you okay. are now the host queue. It feels like I haven't you spoken to Tom me. in like years. I know we haven't talked to him in like two months. I don't know. No, Vin, Vinny B right. did it last time. Vinny B, <laughs> the man. Vinny B. Vinny B. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Here he is. Uh, so we ha- we don't have the hot and mess theme still. So let's do. Uh, 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 I don't even know what uh, this is, but let's try this. Here we go. Let's do it. Ooh. 
come in now With your pretty little face and your pretty little waist I'ma take you out now No questions asked, good enough now You're coming fast, I feel enough now Sipping the rum, shake it, shake it, bum, bum And we waking and we begging like this Only one, ooh, I feel it tight you
And from that yeah. standpoint, it's bad. I mean, you know, it's a, it's, it's, we're watching a very powerful black man sort of disintegrate in front of us. And the well, only you talking about Kanye still or Bill Cosby? And the only friends, in, the only friends he has in his circle at this point, are a bunch of like egomaniacal white bitches. <laughs> so you tell me how he's going to get any help, including Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> he's not, <laughs> which is why sort of a, a backhanded thing. I'm absolutely with Will. I am. And saying just boycott his shit, and maybe once it starts hitting him in a way that he'll, you know, have to like sit up and take notice, he'll go back on the fucking meds that he's supposed to be on, and not claim, you know, like mm-hmm. victory by just taking one a week of the pills that he's supposed to be on twice a day. Mm-hmm. Although I think he's on some mm-hmm. pills he shouldn't be on as well. What? Mm-hmm. You said that he has some sort of opioid addiction, too. Oh, yeah, that he, got, that he got from his liposuction. Are you kidding me? Oh. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. And who is your second hot mess, sire? Well, he may as well just move in right next to him, but I'm sort of uh, over all things Mr. R. Kelly. Oh. <laughs> it's been a long uh-huh. time coming. And it just infuriates me that back in your all's youth, you know, when you all, I think probably every high school and middle school graduation was, I believe I can fucking fly. Yeah, eighth grade graduation for for us. Right, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like really, again, another person who just like in many ways is off the charts in terms of how fucking smart and ahead of the curve he is. And mm-hmm. the potential to be such a uh, powerful and vital black man. And now you're going to let, like, peeing on girls be what really brings your ass down? Oh. Yeah. Oh. So, so he should just join Cosby, and maybe they can Ruby oh. take turns rooting one another and peeing away. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. And who is your final hot mess, Tyler? My final hot mess is apparently this little white turd quasi-rapper lover of, uh, what the hell's her name? I, I never, I just don't understand her. Halsey? I don't quite get her. Halsey. But apparently he, like, had a meltdown and showed his ass in Stockholm after a gig. And she was there at the party, and I guess punches started being thrown, and then they ended up just busting his ass on cocaine possession. Ooh. So, Mr. Jeezy's not going to have a fun time of it anytime soon. Hey, no. Oh, yeah. G-Eazy, G- <laughs> I think his name is. Do you get Halsey? Do you like her? I don't understand her. I don't get her. I, I don't understand why there's always this. I, you know, you're 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 like the tenth person to say that to me, and I, I, I truly don't understand because I think she's I think she's good, and she, her her biggest influence was Brendan Urie. So they're like friends now, and of course I'm in love with Brendan. And then she brought Brendan out at a concert, and he does like a cover of New Americana. And uh, you know, I think she's good. No good. Yeah, but then do that. Don't like what's with all this like faux rap crap that she tries to do. 
Oh, I guess I haven't heard that. No, I'm just saying. Well, let me ask you this. Are you a fan of Lana Del Rey or whatever the fuck her name is? No, not particularly. Okay. Because she's sort of like right in the same... I mean, yeah, I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you know El? You know El King, sire. El Baba. El El King, E L L E King K I N G. El Baba. <laughs> no, but her father, her her father is Rob Schneider. You know the conservative actor comedian. Um, we can uh, yeah. really? who I once saw who I once saw wearing a uh, Hawaiian shirt on Sunset Boulevard in, uh, in, in West yeah. Hollywood, and he looked like a total douche. Um, but his, uh, <laughs> da- his daughter is an amazing singer named L. King, and uh, she does an amazing version of uh, My Neck, My Back, uh, Lick My Pussy, and My Crack. Ooh. Nice. But, she, but she's the one who ha- had that song X's and O's. I'm sure you would know it. That's like, X's and O, 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 you uh, want uh, me. Uh, uh, you know that, no? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big song. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> Damn. I think I need to wipe that or something. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, let's uh, open up the, the, the joke bag. Are you guys lubed up and and ready to go despite your flatulence? And what bootleg music are you going to play for this one? Ooh. I'm going to play this one here. A lady doesn't wander all over the room Then blow on some other guy's dice because I just came listening to that. Yeah, he's so it's you're you're right, Mr. Fogarty. He's so good. He's such a good Very he good. has you know, he may not have he may not have the voice, but he's got the pitch and he has the grip. Yeah, yeah no. He's, he's perfect. Excellent. Yeah. A natural talent. So good. Oh, one of one of the greatest. <laughs> All right, we kick us off. A federal appeals court last month ruled that a monkey cannot sue over copyright infringement of his selfies because he's not human and therefore has no standing to do so. When the monkey learned of the verdict, the monkey did not give a shit, but he certainly took a shit, as it's a fucking monkey. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not not unlike this asshole... Uh, uh, oh my God! What do you call? It? He's like the school chancellor out in New Jersey. You heard about this, Dick? No. What happened? He's been, no. He's been no. Taking dumps on the football field, and they finally <laughs> caught him. Someone's been doing human zookies, and it's the fucking like superintendent of schools for this county in in New Jersey. 
What's wrong with that? <laughs> He's just, just been taking his chip on the on the football field. Good for him. And not just like once, Wait. you know, because he was faced or something. He's doing it over and over <laughs> and over again. Is it like on the 50-yard line, or where exactly is the defecation? I don't know. Place? I don't know. They didn't, they didn't get the particulars. But he's been arrested for... Well, he's been arrested for littering and uh, not because nobody can <laughs> littering. Me, but there's no decent exposure. Some sort of lewd <laughs> clause, public lewdness or something. <laughs> and littering. Yeah. For the dookie he leaves behind on the football field. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's amazing. Just another Speaking of shit. <laughs> uh, last week, President Trump, yeah. last week, President Trump <laughs> shared an awkward kiss and handshake with the French President Emmanuel Macron. Trump later said, I like him a lot, and that he was trying to move on her like a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> or move on, move on him like That's a bitch. Let me take that back. Let, let me take that uh, back again. Last week, President uh, Trump shared an awkward kiss and handshake with French President Emmanuel <laughs> Macron. Trump later said, I like him a lot and that he was trying to move on him like a bitch. <laughs> okay. And you think that improved it? <laughs> no, because uh, for one, I was battling the the burpitude. The burps. The belching. Not the first battle, time. Battle, battle Robert, of belching. Robert. Robert First only came because you got me wanting a macaroons. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to tell you, that little, that little macaroon, he's a sweet little piece. I'd do her. So, wait, I, I thought you meant you wanted the actual cookies, but you want the macaroon president. Oh, I'll take the cookie. <laughs> yeah, and take the cookie and you shove it up the front of his butt. Uh, I need I need I need the macaroon <laughs> while I'm doing the macarena. <laughs> I have an amazing image in my head right now. Yep, me and Emmanuel Macaron eating macaroons doing the macarena. <laughs> And on that note, with Master the, Sergeant with Robert Macklemore. Brown, an airwoman in the Tennessee National Guard, has been removed from her position and is facing administrative actions for what she, after she wore a dinosaur puppet on her right hand while taking her <laughs> enlistment oath. Now, it's not appropriate to place your right hand without the puppet. On the book, A Fairy Tale. <laughs> I love the imagery of that one. I really got to say. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's a the picture of it. You can see the real image. Yeah. Hmm. What was the puppet? Oh, it was a dinosaur. Uh, it was a dinosaur. Was it a dinosaur? What kind of dinosaur? It was a I don't know. It was just a little. That is, don't you? A lesbian? What's a lesbian, a lesbian dinosaur? dinosaur? It's a lickalotopus. What is that? <laughs> a lickalotopus. 
right. We might be talking about R. Kelly again. Oh! <laughs> no! That's a piece of lot of puss. That's a piece of lot of puss. A veterinarian from Colombia was charged with illegally smuggling narcotics into the United States by surgically implanting packets of liquid heroin into the bellies of puppies, U.S. prosecutors said on Tuesday. The plot was discovered when a severely stoned schnauzer missed three days of work in a row. That's good, that's good, that's good. Wow. That is a good one. Why is it going to be a schnauzer? <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm going to be a German dog. Why is it going to be a German dog? Yeah. <laughs> After Bill Cosby was found guilty of sexual abuse last week in a Montgomery County courtroom, the district attorney requested his bail be revoked on account of Mr. Cosby being a flight risk due to the comedian having his own private plane. Cosby then stood up and yelled, I don't have a plane, you asshole. Cosby <laughs> got confused as he stood there waiting for the last track. But you know, the actual phrasing was, he doesn't. That's what he said about himself. He doesn't have a plane, you asshole. <laughs> oh, my God. He's lost it. <laughs> and your point? I'm just saying, like, I don't know why you would change it from the actual quote, uh, but but I guess whatever the audience gets is right. Well, I didn't know what the quote was, and there have been many instances upon many instances where you have erroneously cut and pasted up the motherfucking shit that we have to make sense of as we read and scan the fuck along. I, yeah, I get that, but well, I'm, not, I'm not concerned about the way you read it. I'm concerned that you haven't heard this yet because Oh, no, but you were taking me to uh, task for what I assumed. Common knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yet another mistake on your part. Well, well, maybe you should have higher expectations sometimes. And no, I'm just saying because you, uh, because I thought you would need to know that he he literally stood up in the court and goes, he doesn't have a plane, you asshole. <laughs> nope. Go, go, Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Gilberto, Gilberto Escamilla was sentenced to 50 years behind bars after he pleaded guilty in a Texas courtroom last month after stealing $1.2 million worth of fajitas while working at a Cameron County Juvenile Detention Center. Yeah, okay. But could he eat these fajitas while driving? <laughs> I hope they weren't worth it. It better be. You better be able to eat them when you're driving. I mean, I'm not worth it. You know, you're making a fajita, then you can't eat when you're driving. I got the Crunch Wrap Supreme. 
<laughs> the cook, the crunch wrap burrito beef supreme. <laughs> now, now, would you that tell is, me exactly what those are made of if they're only a dollar? Right, 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 right. <laughs> it's like a thing in a thing wrapped in a thing, and it's only a dollar. Yeah, Sounds like you're talking about an uncircumcised dick. Oh. Yeah, like an uncircumcised cock. Yeah, but, they definitely uh, look the same coming in, coming a, out. That is a ridiculous <laughs> prison sentence for fucking fajitas. 50 years in prison? Yeah. I remember, I remember reading that. That's harsh. Man, I, I ain't going to steal a fajita ever. <laughs> That's 50 years for stealing fajitas? Come on. <laughs> Terrible. This guy should appeal. And at least get, at least get himself a fajita or something. I hope they serve fajitas in jail. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> That would be like if they, they I bet they do serve fajitas in jail. That would be like a reminder every week on Mexican <laughs> no, night of of what of, of how what got him in there. I'd kill myself. <laughs> and the last meal would be fajitas. <laughs> He'd be like, make it a burrito this time, officer. <laughs> Make sure it's in the form of crunch. Give me a goddamn. So where the hell was he selling these fajitas? Right, right. Where was he selling that? The fajitas were already made. They were like pre-made and wrapped. So he was like taking already. Like they just had to be reheated. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was at he got him at a detention center. I don't know how you steal from. I thought the food would be free at the detention center. Yeah, you would, there's got to be terrible fajitas too. I mean, come on, how good, how good can they? Yeah, be? but that's. I mean, he, he wasn't even there, like in trouble. He was there working at the detention center. This is too harsh. Ah. This is too harsh. Too harsh. Yeah. Jeez. Well, but how many years would years. it take to steal 1.2 million dollars worth of motherfucking fajitas? <laughs> probably, like, yeah, probably a good amount of time. Ten years. Yeah. Something like that. A lot of years. <laughs> <laughs> so these motherfuckers, these, these motherfuckers, like every Thursday, when it came up to be Fajita Thursday, and they never had their fucking fajitas, it took them ten goddamn years to figure out that some motherfucker was stealing them. It's Fajita Thursday again, and we don't have no goddamn fajitas. What the hell is going Andy on always here? Like, <laughs> Andy always like. Andy Dufresne always we always have burritos on Burrito Wednesday, <laughs> and we got chimichangas on Chimichanga Tuesday, <laughs> but there ain't never no damn fajitas on Fajita Thursday. <laughs> damn it, they're always sold out. This is bullshit. <laughs> damn, he's got to clean up the fajitas real quick. Jeez. Oh, man. Where's the beef? <laughs> Where's the beef? <laughs> <laughs> Comedian Michelle Wolf drew harsh criticism this week from the morons who hired her to be the keynote speaker at Saturday night White House Correspondence Dinner after she made some jokes that offended a bunch of pussy sucker MCs. Paul Ryan said he's happy the rest of the country is caught up to his own spinelessness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
My God. I'm retiring. People I'm lost their fucking minds. Uh-huh. <laughs> just lost their minds over a woman saying shit like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking roast, people. <laughs> hmm Always has uh-huh. been. Mm-hmm. I, I, saw, I saw no difference between this one and, and any of the other ones that I've seen. It was like, they're always that edgy. They're always that hard. Yes. I don't understand what the problem is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, now forgive, forgive me if I take license with reading your work. Oh. <laughs> but Uh-oh. you relax. A Republican, <laughs> Republican Senate candidate to Tuesday said he saw nothing wrong with describing the Mitch and McConnell's <laughs> the Fala in the raw <laughs> as a tiny person. So that the term is a racist. It's a nowhere near as a racist as in the way that the time of father is he is a leading a joke. Oh, God. And scene. <laughs> well Very done. good. Very good. The Mitch McConnell is a father really in a role. Is a China person. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, father in a role. <laughs> For a China person. <laughs> oh no! That's not the latest. That's uh, <laughs> not the latest. It's the end of the wreath. <laughs> According to yes. charges, female. <laughs> According to charges, female <laughs> Verizon employees filed at a Verizon warehouse last month. Several male supervisors sexually propositioned <laughs> and harassed <laughs> at least I think you're turning Chinese. I think you're turning Chinese. I really think so. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I think you're turning Chinese. I think you're turning Chinese. I really think so. Charges of female Verizon <laughs> employees fired at the Verizon Awela House last month. Several male supervisory, sexually proposition, and harassed at least employees. I don't know. You actually had to work at the Verizon. To be elated by a Verizon. Yeah. Great one. This is a great one. Yeah, look at that brass section. Oh, yeah. child. 
things are gonna get easier. <laughs> Ooh, child, things are gonna get better. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can only hope. I hope so. To clarify, I just wanted to make sure you were aware of the story. It had nothing to do with my intonation, tonality, and phraseology or uh, or writing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I give it to the story. Yes, I give it to the story. Mr. he stood up and he said that he doesn't have a friend. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Uh, uh, Fogarty, what can you? All this talk about um, fajitas made me want to hear your story about uh, uh, eating Taco Bell and and it was a mistake. Oh yeah. What? When you ate Taco Bell and 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 you're about to dunk in your pants or something? Oh no! No. Yeah. Yes. No, you gotta buy me a drink for that. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! Come on. I don't do those kind of shows anymore. Oh, come on. <laughs> nope. <laughs> when are you gonna get doing shit shows? Yeah, come on. <laughs> shit shows. Nope. No good. No good. Some things are better left to fantasy. Oh, All right, I feel like we're talking about. Maybe two different stories, but uh, maybe next time. Uh, uh, if there is a we'll next talk time. To you in, <laughs> there will be a next time, and uh, it won't be next what week. Because what, was the show being... that, what was the show that had that as a sign-off? Uh, was, it, was it 70s? Was it Batman? I think so. Was it? It was something back in the 60s, early 70s. And stay with us until the get, next time, if there is a next time. Was it Get Smart? Uh, it was oh, okay. A Batman. A Batman. He hates the. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Good night, Larry. You're now. Oh, you're now. Oh, you're now. Later, Fogarty. He said, Chow Berry. One of the greatest kids. Chow Berry. (laughs) Chow Berry. Chow Berry. He's too much. He's too much. He's too much. I'm very glad you're Chinese. I'm a little kid. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, He's a great kid. Damn, I wrote... I wrote okay. down a note to myself. I wrote down a note to myself, and it said "shit guy," and I don't know what the hell that means. I wrote down a note while we were talking. Maybe, that must have been about. That oh. must have been about whenever, whenever. Why am I getting a call right now, bro? Who, Who is this, bro? If this is if this is fucking New York Sports Club, bro, I swear to Christ, I'm gonna lose my shit. Seven one eight six six nine. Let's see. This is New York Sports Club. I'm going to stab my it? eye in the cunt. No, um, not, please. I don't know, bro. It says some lady named Pamela. 
I don't know. I can't pick it up though because I'm doing a fucking that, show. That does not sound good. It sounds no, no good. No good. Pamela. What the I, I've fuck? never met a good Pamela. It looks, who the hell is this person? It looks like a, a someone with a, a landline in the fucking Bronx. <laughs> Pamela and I. Pamela N. Iannacone. I don't know. Wow, that's kind of terrible. But I she is ru- uh, ruining my day. Uh, so, so um, uh, I don't know if you remember or not, but last time we talked about how on, on that Saturday I was about to run a 5K and go see AJR, and I was trying to get to the bottom of Bucket Gate. Yes. Yes. Of course. What okay. Happened? Let me... Let me preface this with I chickened out with the bucket gate question. So oh, uh, man. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. I, I've let everyone down. Um, because the, I was all set to do it. It's, in fact, it's the only reason I got meet and greet tickets was to ask. But then uh, the day before, um, one of my friends goes, I think he would consider that a form of terrorism if you do that. And uh, then I got nervous. So let me tell you what happened. Really? Uh, so I run the, uh, yeah. So I run the five k in the morning, and um, it. Uh, uh, so my fastest five k up to this point was somewhere around twenty six minutes and fifty nine seconds. But then this one wow. was twenty. This one was twenty five minutes and eighteen seconds, uh, which wow. um, Frank. Yeah, Frank, you know, my fugitive fitness felon coach, he was very surprised yeah. by, uh, very happy with, uh, and I was happy with it as well. Although, as immediately, as soon as I started running that race, I thought I was going to die, immediately. And I always <laughs> do whenever I run these races. I can't, I can't breathe. I, can't, I mean, it's just, it's just horrible, and I immediately regret ever entering them. Uh, and uh, it's, it was awful. So I did 25-18, and then um, – after that, you know, usually when you when you do something that's strenuous in the morning or whatever, you know, you'll want to you'll want to you'll get so sore you'll need to take a nap or something. But I had no time for a nap that day. I went into the city because um, it was record store day, so I wanted to experience Whoa. that. So I went and waited and I, wa- I waited in line for some records, and uh, so I was waiting in that long line for like an hour, and then. Um, I go over to uh, Terminal 5 to the concert to wait in that long line for an hour. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and the let me, the Terminal 5 people had no clue what they were doing. They were like the Bloomingdale's people. They, they were telling – they kept on having all the, the <laughs> VIP meet and greet people to go stand against the wall and then, and then come out and stand away from the wall. And we must have gone back and forth <laughs> from the wall – outside the venue about 10 times um and uh there was this woman and her child and her child's friend behind me um two teenage girls and a mm-hmm. woman so uh so i got to talking to the woman the mother and i she had said that she had run some marathons and i said oh you know i ran a 5k this morning and she was like oh can't do 5ks i can't you know i just they're 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 too quick i get too fidgety i'm fidgeting I'm fidgeting with my earrings. I'm fidgeting with my clothes. It's just, you know, I can't, I can't do a 5K. I could do, I could do a half marathon because that way I don't get so fidgety. And uh, I, I swear to you, we, that could not make any less sense than it did. 
It made no sense. Uh, and then I go um, eventually into the concert hall, and um, we're in line to meet the band. And uh, mm-hmm. keep in mind, I was fucking ex- exhausted from the, the race, and so I, I, um, I was pretty subdued. I wasn't very nervous or anything. Yeah. I was pretty subdued. And then I, um, so I go up to the, to the band, AJR, and um, I hear Ryan go, oh, hey, there he is, or something. And I said, hey, man, and I went to shake his hand, but then, then we ended up hugging. And then uh, Jack went to shake my hand, and I didn't, and ended up hugging. It was a little awkward. And then I hugged Adam, and uh, Adam's the one at the, uh, behind Bucky Gate 2017. So, um, they, mm-hmm. so I said, how are you guys doing? I said, how are you guys doing? Because I wanted to make it all about them. I didn't want to, you know, what, we always talk about right. what I want to talk about. Let's, let's have them talk. They're the ones who got to meet all these people. Let's have them talk what they want to talk. So I said, how are you guys doing? They said, good. That was about it. That was about all they said. And then I said, uh, um, uh, I said, uh, I don't know if I've ever told you guys this or not. I don't think I have, but I'm, uh, I've been sober for four years. So I figured since, um, there's four of us in the picture and, uh, and you guys have a song with the word sober in the title, that maybe we could all hold up my sobriety coins. And they're like, Oh yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Wow. And they were very congratulatory and very sweet. Um, and, uh, I said, okay, here's the three-year one. And I gave it to Ryan. I said, here's the two-year one. And I gave it to Jack. And I said, here's the one-year one. And I gave it to Adam. And, um, and then I took the three-year one and, um, uh, I mean the four-year one. Uh, so, and then I stood between Jack and Ryan. Uh, so technically if you look at the picture, it goes one, two, four, three, but that's fine. Um, so, uh, you can't really see the numbers that well anyway. Um, but in the picture, it looks like like I'm 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 hanging on to Ryan with my right arm, and I'm like leaning on Jack uh, to my left because I'm so exhausted from the thing. But they're all standing perfectly straight, and uh, and I'm uh, look like a cunt. Uh, but apparently, it's a good picture. And um, and then we and then the photographer is like, oh yeah, that's good. He took a few shots. He took a few candid shots. Two of us talking to each other, and I loved when they do that. And, um, then I, um, uh, uh, I said, did you guys do anything special for record store day? And they said, no. And they were like asking me about it. And I said, Oh, can I show you what I got? So then I got my bag and I showed them, I got the bleachers unplugged record. And Adam goes, Oh, I heard he was doing something about this. And I said, and Nas at the Kennedy center. And they were like, nice. And, um, then he said, you should do something for record store day. And then I made a reference back to our, first interview our only interview on blazing rye where i said yeah maybe uh maybe that white uh living room vinyl that we talked about on the radio all those years ago and he and then um Mm -hmm. ryan goes what what white living room vinyl and adam says oh right we wanted to do a white vinyl of living room but we did a purple version of the click instead with urban outfitters and i said yeah i got the purple version of the click but when i went into urban outfitters i saw that there is a blue version now and adam goes Oh, right, because Urban called us and they said that they had run out of the purple, so they were like, it was blue, okay. So I said, right, and when I saw that, I took a a picture of it and I sent it to my boss, because it's right downstairs from work, the Urban Outfitters, and I Mm -hmm. said about this Mm -hmm. new blue, I said about this new new blue record, I said, and what am I meant to do with this information? And my boss goes, (laughs) I guess you're going to have to buy that one too. 
so then I told uh, AJR, I was like, so I, I bought them both. In reality, I've bought that record four times, not twice, four times. But um, so, uh, and two, two are sealed and two are open. Uh, but I, I tell you what, the purple one sounds better than the blue one, but I didn't tell them that. I would have if I thought of it at the time, though. So um, we go, so, oh, oh, and then Adam goes, it's so weird not seeing you in another country. And Ryan goes, oh, that's right. And I said, Manchester, I said, Manchester was fun, wasn't it? See, that would have been the perfect opening to bring up Buckingham, but I didn't right. And I said, uh, I said, Manchester was fun, wasn't it? And they were like, yeah. And I said, you guys were only there for like a, a night, right? And they said, yeah, we were pretty much in and out. And, um, and I, I was like, love you guys. Great to see you guys break leg tonight. And then, um, uh, they said thanks. I walked away, and this girl who was handing me the VIP merch, um, she gave me um, uh, the stuff, and she says, "I'm the street team on Twitter. I'm Melanie." And I gave her a hug, and I was like, "Hey, how are you?" And because uh, we've had some interactions on Twitter, she encouraged my UK trip to go get the Gitalele sign. And um, okay, went. While we were speaking, um, I was like, have we met before? And she said, yeah, uh, at one of these things probably. And I said, oh, at a Gramercy maybe. No, at Bowery. And, sh- and, and then Adam, the older brother, the Buckygate one, he is taking mm-hmm. a picture with somebody else. And as Melanie and I are talking about where we could have first met, Adam turns to us and goes, Washington Square Park. And he was still listening to our conversation. Wow. And, <laughs> and he has a good memory. Um, so uh, then, um, uh, unfortunately, that was not the most eventful part of the day or night. So uh, the first band um, who the first the first uh, band who played were were Shite. And um, oh, and I remember I asked this I asked this bartender before anything started if I could get a water, and she said. Eh, just let me punch in first. Hang on. And I was like, oh, okay. And she said, yeah, I haven't even punched in yet. And I said, all right. So no water? And then she she looked at me and she goes, she goes, wait, are you, are you a customer? And I said, yeah, yeah. And she said, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't even know if you should even be up here yet. And I said, no, nah, you got the early entry with the VIP and shit. And um, it was super awkward. So then I'm not, I'm not, I'm not down uh, in front of the stage like I initially intended. But to, to be honest, inviting Marsh and him agreeing to come was the worst thing that could have happened because it really stressed me the fuck out. Like, and and I wasn't, you know, I probably would have gotten up close and shit. But I was like, oh no, I'm trying to think of like where we'll both have a good time and whatever. And then I go to what I thought was going to be a good spot. And um, I was like uh, on the first balcony, there's two, like there's a mezzanine and a balcony kind of a terminal five. So I was on the first balcony up uh, towards the front and with a good view of the stage. Uh, And I see this girl with crutches downstairs and a whole bunch of people with her. And I think that they're going to go to some handicap section or something. But then they all come uh-huh. and are right behind – they're right behind me for a while. And I was like, hey, guys, uh, my friend's coming, so just, like, uh, be aware of that. And they're like, oh, no, we're not staying here. And um, But then uh, they stayed there. And the mother oh. started encouraging the, encouraging the children to sit on the floor. Um, so I had children by my feet 
in front of me, behind oh. me, to the side of me. Uh, and um, this girl to my left, who was uh, standing and was not a child, um, she was really encroaching on my space. So I was trying to be nice, and I just go, hey, right. guys, is there a way you could, like, move over a little bit? Just I'm kind of – because I was here, yeah. and I'm kind of, like, squished. And, um, and, and they just go, no, no, I don't think so. There's people over there, no. What? And I was like, okay. Yeah, I was like, all right. Oh, so, um, so then I, I, like, calm myself down there with the person. Right. And then I kind of thought about it, and I thought, well, I kind of need this person on my side in case I need to go to the bathroom or something. So I just let that go because right. uh, I need, you know, to save my spot. Um, mm-hmm. but, but between the first band, who was fucking awful, and the second act, Max, who was very good, um, I, I had lost any ability to control the words that were coming out of my mouth. And this has happened before on days that I, on a day that I ran a race before I, this happened before uh, I, where I'd gotten an altercation then. So I don't know if it has to do with the race or what, or just the stress about Marsh coming. So, um, you know, he's still not there. And so I, um, I just, the the little girl in front of me looked, she must have been like 12 or something. She looks up at one point and I go, you guys aren't going to be there the whole time, are you? And they were like, oh, I, I think we are. Why was the issue? And I was like, I just like, uh, you know, when AJR comes out, I, I don't want to like, you know, I was, I was here. So I don't want to be moving around and, and uh, you know, I'm just trying to look out for you. And, um, right. and then uh, there, there was like a lull or a silence and, mm-hmm. I, I said pretty loudly, I just, I don't know why there are children on the floor. And I yelled it out. And I had thought that I was going to get in an altercation with the parents, which is what, what I anticipated. Not necessarily what I wanted, right. but what I anticipated. But I got in an altercation with a ton of children. So I said... I don't know why uh, there are children on the floor. And then this one girl who is sitting down yells out, because they're trying to enjoy the show, so shut up. And I go, that's not very nice. No. I said, said, that's not very nice. And then this intermediary girl, who is also a teenager, she says, well, you know, you're not being very nice. And, and like, uh, you're, I understand, like, I understand you were here, but we can't control that your friend's not here yet. And that's, point I kind of understood and so I was like I understand that but I just I'm trying to look out for for everyone's safety man it's not like safe to have children on the floor and then I didn't anticipate this but this teenager behind me this real nerdy teenager behind me he goes sir sir (laughs) sir sir if you're if you're concerned um that there's plenty of space back there and I was like yeah but I was here man like I was here I got here I was here and he said well, they're here now too. If you're concerned, you can you can move back there. And I said, all right, I think I think we're done here. And um, then I right, right. I I knew in my gut that I would have to vacate the premises for a few reasons. At that point, one is I didn't want to talk to their parents. At this point, I didn't want to get in trouble with right. their parents. Um, I right. uh, didn't want to be around that energy where all of a sudden, for the first time in my life, I'm like the bad guy in a section at a concert. So right. 
um, what I did was to spite the, the children, um, Mm-hmm. Uh, what I did was I stayed there for a few more songs. I stayed there for a few of Max's songs, Good. and I sang along, and I danced along, and they didn't know what the words or anything, and I did. So Because he did Miss Good. Jackson by Outkast, so they're way too young for that. Um, mm-hmm. And I, uh, I then um, made my way to the third floor and looked around, and there was just, there was like nowhere to go and uh, with a view, and then I just sit on a couch. And I can't see any, I can't see shit. And I'm just sitting on a couch with my record store bag. And then B-Marsh comes and he's like, the whole time he's complaining about, well, why are there so many young people here? Is this a boy band? Blah, blah, blah. And I said, man, they were more of a boy band the first time we saw them than now. Uh, And he was really, he was really pissing me off. And he was, uh, he had been drinking all day and uh, he was wasted and he was complaining. And he said that he had wanted to maybe holler at someone or I said, I said that was never part of the thing. Like you know, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't know that. If mm-hmm. I had known that, I would have mm-hmm. warned you that the girls, that a lot of the girls would be fourteen. Um, but that the the crowd mm-hmm. has gotten older. Like there, you know, it is a more diverse crowd. So eventually, we right. found, um, oddly enough, we found uh, two uh, older gay couples on the second floor that we stood behind and had a decent view. And um, mm-hmm. one of them was an, a- was an Asian guy and a white guy. And I turned to mm-hmm. B-Marsh and he goes, I the social. <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and it was, it, you know, it, it was the nosotros mm-hmm. of us. And then, uh, uh, and then the, <laughs> and, and then, uh, and then the other guys in front of us, they, um, I actually didn't even know they were gay until they started like uh, dancing together and stuff. But um, mm-hmm. my be- my record store bag was on the floor, so the uh, the 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 fatter one turns to me and he says, "Hey, what is uh, uh hey I, what is in that bag? Because I just I don't want to step on it." And I and I took it from where he was and I said, "Say no more, man. I almost kicked some kids in the head down uh, around the corner <laughs> over there." And when I said that, um, he said about his boyfriend, he said he actually did kick a, a child in the face, uh, but it was an accident. And then the other guy, the other guy goes, yeah, an accident. And I said, I very much appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I rocked out. I had a good time once we were away from that bad energy and we were with the, uh, the other guys annoyed by the youngsters. And, um, uh, oh, oh, and then I saw the, um, the street team girl and I spoke to her and I introduced her to B-Marsh and we walked away and he, he was like, uh, can I, what are you doing? You're hanging out with 14 year olds or whatever. By the way, she does not look 14 at all. I don't know what he's talking about. She's got to be in her early twenties or something. So, so I was like, that's, that's the street team, man. That's Melanie. That's the street team. She's the one she hooked me up with shit and whatnot. Um, and uh, and so um, so there was that, and by the end of the night, uh, we took the train back, and he uh, all I remember is that he had to pee, and I had to stand in front of him while he peed on some car or something uh, as a as a lookout, um, which I once got in a lot of trouble for. So uh, anyway, it was um, 
you know, I was really looking forward to that day, and I really think the tragic uh, flaw of of that day was me ever inviting B Marsh, because that's where all of the <laughs> problems seem to stem from. Uh, but um, other than that, it was a good time, I guess. Uh, and AJR was amazing, and uh, Jack. Uh, Jack goes, there are way too many people here. And, like, last time we were in New York, we played Bowery Ballroom. It was a few hundred people, and now there's all of you. And, um, and you know, we've always been told not to do stuff, but we do it anyway. And this is proof that, you know, mm-hmm. they were all wrong. And it was, it was very cool. Um, so, uh, oh, B-Marsh also kept, like, disappearing for, like, a while. Like, he disappeared during some great songs, which pissed me off because they were, like, really B-Marsh songs. Anyway. Uh, I think that's about all I have to say about it, but what what do you have to say about all that? Oh, my God. That sounds like a heck of an experience. I mean, um, first of all, congratulations on the 5K. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, you're, you know, people don't improve that much. That's really uh, quite incredible. And then, uh, I mean, they con- those kids sound terrible, but at least you guys, you removed yourself out of there and uh, you got away from that negative energy. Kids are terrible nowadays, to be honest with you, but uh, – yeah. I, I hate yeah. to sound so sound so incredibly old when I say that, but uh, uh, I think B. Marsh ruined the concert. No, no, no. I think the only I think you, you were probably right not to bring up Bucket Gate. I think I think actually that doesn't sound like the really like time. I mean, you had a. I think yeah, I think you couldn't do it. I I, I think it would have been very awkward. But I think I think uh, is is the, the oldest one named Adam. He would have. I think he would have remembered. Yeah. Very clearly, actually, it sounds like right. he has an incredible memory. So I, right. I don't know. I, I I would I would not have approached it though. I don't know why. I don't, I don't think I would have done that. Uh, but I think you should bring it up next time. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. But, I don't th- I don't think there's yeah, any I way think, I don't next time. Right, exactly. But I don't think it was this time that you should have done it. But so I think that was good. Secondly, um, sounds like the concert was pretty good though. So and then thirdly, uh, kids are terrible. I'm gonna have to say it again. I, I you know. Good, Go, you know, that guy was the man. If he actually kicked the baby in the face, I have to say, great, great job. Yeah. Sounds like yeah. a good time, though. B. Marsh, terrible, but uh, sounds like a good time overall, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was good once I expelled myself from that uh, terror energy with the children. Um, yeah, but, they're, they're like a mob mentality. It's very scary, actually. I, I, I don't argue with kids yeah, anymore. I, I mean, it used to be fun. Yeah, no, I had no, I did not anticipate at all that I was going to get in a fight with like 15 children. I I thought that I was going to get in a fight with their parents. Anyway, um, (laughs) what's your favorite scene in She's the Main Main Feature Main of a Bang Bang Bang? Okay, my favorite scene in She's the Main Main Feature Main of Bang Bang. It's got to be one of Main of Bang's places. Kind of a rookie. poker player that plays out in the streets in these kind of random informal games trying to earn a reputation back. He's attending law school and uh, everything's on the line. And uh, basically he's, you know, she's talking to herself in this one scene, narrating it. Uh, the game in question is No Limit Texas Hold'em. Minimum buy-in $25,000 a game. Like this doesn't come around often outside the casinos. The stakes attract rich flounders and they, tur- they, they in turn attract the sharks. Each player is dealt two cards face down, and five cards are dealt face up. These are known as community cards everyone can use to make the best five in hand. The key to the game is playing the man, not the cards. There's no other game in which fortunes can change so much from hand to hand. 
a brilliant player and can get a strong hand, crack, go on tilt, and lose his mind along with every chip in front of him. This is why the World Series of Poker is decided on a no-limit hold'em table. Pros won't play no-limit. They can't handle the swings. But there are others like Doyle, Brunson, consider no-limit the only pure game left. Like Papa Walenda said, life is on the wire. The rest is just waiting. And that's my favorite scene. She's the main main, but your main main main. Yes. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Oh, shit. (laughs) Shit, we're going to be cut off in 90 seconds. Um, Let me just uh, do my favorite scene. Scene of a woman where he's like, the tail's in the tail. Ha! Oh, but I still smell her. (laughs) Women, what could you say? Who made him? God must have been a fucking genius. The hair. They say the hair is everything, you know? Have you ever buried your nose in a mountain of curls? Just wanted to go to sleep Mm. forever? Or lips? And when they Mm. touched yours, they were like the first swallow of wine you crossed the desert. Tits! Mm -hmm. Big ones, little ones, (laughs) nipples staring right out. You like secret little search-like legs. I don't care if they're Greek columns or... Steinways, I get no respect. I'm going to do things with people. What's between them? Passport to heaven. I need a drink. Okay, let's uh, stop that. And uh, I can think of no better way of ending the show than my king. If it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence. Somebody owes me a martini. And if you have a Barbie doll, what are you going to do with that fucking bitch? You're going to go play some football, but watch out for those turds on the field. <laughs> <laughs> can I reach that, everybody? Something, something